Praise God. Got your Bible, Sunday school lesson. Last one of this series. Last one. I know we've missed the last two. Boy, there was a lot in those two lessons. Man, I'm telling you, when it dealt with David, it dealt with his house, uh, after certain things had happened, it helps us understand when some decisions are, decisions, decisions are made, amen, to what the results. Now, that both be good or evil. It just depends on what type of decision it was, what we gave ourselves to. And we know that even with David, even though he was a king, now he found mercy, and God didn't kill him. Even though under the law he should have been. But, but God put away that sin. But, but, but he still had to suffer. He still had to. It opened up. Amen. The Bible talks about. Said how it opened it up for the enemy. An avenue for the enemy. And his household from that point. Amen. From Absalom and different ones. At uh, Abner. Different things began to transpire. And begin to unfold. Take place. And amen. Even his own, own son. He wanted to take the kingship. And took it upon himself. And uh, uh, and so it was a lot those last two lessons and so but it brings us to this last lesson with David David praying it's, uh, it's probably the last assembly that he has with his, the people and this, this prayer in First Chronicles 29 starting about the 10th verse and uh, uh, so this, this is what our lesson's about today it's basically about prayer amen the effects of prayer and uh uh, we know that we're taught by the Lord that, that prayer shouldn't be uh, something that's used to try to impress people with. Try to use words and terms and be long about it, standing on the street corner somewhere and try to know. But prayer, but I believe there's still all types of prayer. And sometimes circumstances help create the atmosphere for prayer and the type of prayer that it should be. And so the leadership in prayer, and uh, you know, we need to be led back into prayer. And one of the places got to start was with us. You'd be shocked if you done a study on even ministers of how much time they actually spend in prayer. Now, how accurate these things are, I don't know. It's just going who all they ask. You know, you got different groups that you can ask some. Even their their leadership don't believe in prayer. So if you ask just them, the outcome's not going to be too good. You ask the ones that believe in prayer, believe in practicing prayer on a daily basis. Amen. The outcome is far different. And so I'm a little hesitant about using those types, amen, as far as a setting, but we can, I guess, to a certain degree as a measuring stick of where we're at. But we do know this in the Old Testament, New Testament, we've been taught if my people humble themselves and pray. So that lets me know if I humble myself and pray, I can do what? I can turn the situation, turn for my wickedness. Amen. You know what? He can heal our lands. Man, he can heal and move and mend and do things that nothing or nobody else can. And so we thank God for that today. So we're going to talk about prayer. And uh, then we're going to get right into the prayer that David made, and those, those verses and, and the different things that he addressed and as he called on God. Amen. To help, to bless, and what what was promoted from that, and what the results that came from that, and I got a few thoughts, a few little golden nuggets. I felt like that God's placed in my heart, Amen. For us, even here today, that uh, will help us, Amen. Because prayer is important. We we need to be a praying people, man. You you can't you know you know if no prayer, no power. Little prayer, little power. It's all about prayer. 
even the disciples, if you go back to the New Testament church in that sixth chapter, uh, they wouldn't wait on the widows. Amen. The Grecians. Amen. Because, man, they didn't want to be taken away from prayer and the word of God. Because they had the, the responsibility now of trying to uh, transform and, and the, the transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament, to the coming of the Messiah and Jesus Christ and what he had fulfilled. And then they had the responsibility, amen, to try to, to persuade, amen, the, the Judea believers about this Messiah and who he was. And so there was a lot on them, but they would not. They said, you go choose you out some men. Now they gave some requirements. They had to be full of faith. They had to be full of wisdom and full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we'll, we'll pray over them and ask God's blessing that they can take care of this business. But, but they didn't want to be distracted from prayer and studying and, and the Word of God. And making preparation to what they uh, was uh, on their hearts. The call that was on their lives. So leadership and prayer. A godly leader is a person of prayers who regularly calls on the Lord. In worship and intercession. In worship and intercession. We know there's all different types and forms and, and methods and ways of prayer. Sometimes you might get loud. Sometimes you may not. Maybe you don't ever get loud. I'm not here. I'm not here to even try to uh, draw all the lines for everybody, qualifying and disqualify everybody. I'm not here, amen, to put stipulations, amen. If you don't pray at a certain time of the day, it's to no effect. I got enough Bible here to prove that difference. But uh, there's one thing about it. Somewhere in that day, amen, you better find a place to pray. And that's, I want to talk about that a little bit today. I, I think it's important, I think, uh, uh, for us to, to be what God wants us to be and follow after the example that was set before us, even Jesus Christ. If you go into the actual contemplating the topic, he immediately goes into about Jesus Christ. And he was at a certain place. Nobody's really sure just exactly maybe where that certain place because you know what? We read where Jesus would go and pray all night. He'd go up on the mountains and he'd pray and Amen. All night. So Jesus, God manifested in the flesh, had to pray. He, he, he gave us an example that we're going to do the same things. There was a time, amen, when a man brought a child, a, a young lad by, by this time. Many believe in his upper teens. Amen. That, that he was, he was devil-possessed. And uh, he was being cast from to and fro, from water to fire. That's just telling us from one extreme to the other. And uh, when he began to question because the disciples had failed to be able to cast that spirit out. And, and so, you know, Jesus began to question him. How long? How long? As he said, from a child. Amen. From a child. Amen. He had been like this. And, and you know, he, he prays for him. He delivers him. And so the disciples a little later on, they're questioning, why couldn't we? What, what was, he said, some things only come by prayer and fasting. And so, you know, if we want to have power. I want to be careful how I put that. Because the motive of prayer has got to be right. The, the reason of prayer has got to be right. The reason why you're praying or what you're praying. It's got to be right. It's got to be God's will. It's got to be for His kingdom and His purpose. You cannot be for our own self. So I'm going to touch some of this. Okay? I'm going, I'm going to deal with some of this. <clears throat> so as we watch some of this even here. In the very beginning of the Lord's Prayer itself. And we're going to see where, where God. And, and I may come back to some of that a little later on. Jesus' example that gave it to us. And, and even in. Uh, you've heard me say this. Uh, 
No doubt the Lord had to go to the cross and he had to pay the price. But the real battle was won in Gethsemane. Really was. It was there that the Lord himself left us the example of praying, not my will, but thy will be done. And he didn't just not one time, but about three times, the best we can tell. He makes his way and he as a throne, as a stone's throne. How far? And I guess it depends on who you are and how far you're throwing it. But anyway, far enough that apparently the disciples really couldn't hear the groaning and the crying out and lifting of his voice. And he had even carried the disciples a certain distance. And then that inner circle, he had carried with him a little further. And he instructed them how that he was under such a burden and sorrow and, and agony. Amen. For what he was going to have to deal with and how he was going to have to deal with it. We'll tell you there's an answer right there. If you're under a burden and there's some agony and some, some difficult dilemmas in your life, one of the best ways to overcome that is get in a prayer closet. I want to talk about that a little bit. Prayer closet. I believe that the Word of God, when it makes, brings it to our attention about a prayer closet, that's what it means. It means to get not necessarily in a closet, but to get into an enclosed area. What do you mean by that? That means taking that cell phone and putting it in another room. That means cutting everything else out and everybody else out. I'm going to tell you, you know how I hear most people praying today? Can I just be honest? I'm not throwing mud at none of us or at nobody. I'm just telling you a normal conversation and, and people and at the hardware store and things. You know how most people pray today? When they're driving down the road. When they're welding or when they're, they're, they're doing something else. You'd be shocked of how many people actually take time on a daily basis and shove everything else out. They're not, they're not washing dishes. They're not paying bills. They're not talking on the phone to anybody. They're, nothing else is distracting them. They're, they're putting their minds and their heart and their, all the focus is upon God and prayer and companionship. I'm going to tell you, so I'm not against none of those. And I'm not even making a statement as a judgment against those. Let's keep praying that way. Paul told us, he said, pray continually. So there's nothing wrong with praying going driving down the road. There's nothing wrong with praying while you, you wash dishes or while you're doing this or doing that. Do it. By all means, do it. But if that's the means that you're going to use as a source of overcoming dilemmas and overcoming situations and keeping a strong fellowship and relationship with God, there's where you're going to wind up lacking. That's a reason the church, that's a reason we a lot of times do not have the power and the ability to handle and respond to situations because we have not put ourselves in a prayer closet. Too busy. I have time, but I can do it while I'm doing this and while I'm doing that. And, and, and maybe it'll... Huh. Well, I'm just going to help us out today. Because prayer is very important. They don't want to... Watch, watch how our nations turned. At one time, this nation used to pray about everything, especially public events. Somebody would pray. Somebody would be calling on the Lord to help them. They may not all believe the same. They may have been from different walks of life. But their, their, their heartbeat and desire, study the Civil War. Both sides are praying for God's will. Study it out. 
So watch this. Now we're living in a place that they don't want you to pray in our schools. Now, you know, we don't go to the, the, the sports, but they don't want them praying there now. They don't want anybody to take the moment time of any kind of official business that takes place to have prayer prior to that business. Slowly but surely, the enemy is constantly trying to push, trying to stop prayer, talking to God, calling on God, and, and working in that area. And, and so, let's, let's watch some of this. Psalms, a man, David, and he, he's the man that's going to do this praying here. So the next thing I want to talk about, now we got that kind of, you know, you're going to have to take out time to get in a prayer closet. You've got to take out time, amen, to, to spend some time, some real time with God to be effective, to get some things done, okay? Now watch this, the next thing. So we're going to talk about that psalm. Psalms 5, 1 and 3, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditations. Thoughts of your mind, meditation of your heart. Where is it at? Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. I'm going to cry out to you, God. I'm going to lift my voice to you. I'm, I'm a, you're Jehovah God. You're, and prayer, David, David writes about it. If you read the lesson, he may mention how that David's a writer about the first 50% of Psalms and then a big portion of, of the latter part of it, others into And you see talking about prayer uh, just on a regular basis about prayer. I'd love to tell you that prayer is something that flesh enjoys doing. But we all know better. You have to discipline yourself to get on a regular basis. On a routine of prayer. I will say this as I go through this right here. That's one of the best things that you and I can do is get on a routine. Set up a routine. Now I know everybody can't do this. And I know I've heard ministers. And I, I want to be careful here. I'm not trying to slander nobody. But I'm telling you some things that if you don't pray at about 4 o'clock in the morning that you're not praying. But when you work shift work and you're at the, at the uh, paper mill as Brother Ford has been for the last 35, 40 years, you know, working shift work, he can't have that 4 o'clock meeting every time. Neither can some of you. So watch what the Scripture says. Let's, let's hear what it has to say about it. Here's my encouragement to you as a pastor. If you, if you set you the best routine when you can perform your best in prayer, that's when I'd pray. If that's 4 a.m., 12 o'clock, 4 p.m., whatever time that might be, that's what I'd give to God. It's when I could offer Him my best. So David's going to make it clear that who to call out, who and to lift up our voice. My voice shall thou hear in the morning. Oh, Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayers unto thee and will look up. Man, I'm looking up in the morning. I'm going to lift my voice. And, and if you watch this, well, I just let the Scriptures tell us. You watch what begins to happen here. Psalms 42 and 8. Yet the Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night 
his song sh shall be with me. And my prayers unto the God of my life. I believe he's the author and finisher. We're going to notice in the lesson text, man, David understood where the blessings came from. That's the reason he didn't have a problem giving them. Psalms 109 and 4. But I give myself unto prayer. I give myself unto prayer. I, I, done, I done made mention. Unless your flesh is more glorified than mine, it doesn't really like to pray. It doesn't really like to discipline itself. And to get up and to find a place of prayer. Amen. Or throughout the day to shove everything else aside. And, and even a lot of times when you, you finally get to that place and you start shoving things aside and get yourself locked in, the mind itself, the enemy will try his best. You start remembering things you ain't remembered in a month. I ain't thought about doing that in a month. What's the deal here? That's the enemy. I'm going to tell you something. He knows that you're fixing to make connection. Knows that you're fixing to because I'm going to tell you something. The heavens, watch it. Peter was given the authority, and I know it deal with the plan of salvation, but I don't think that was the only thing. Amen. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in the heavens. What's in the heavens? What warfare is going on in the heavens? Prayer is what makes a difference, amen, in the spiritual realm of our country, in the spiritual realm of our families, in the spiritual survival of even the local assembly. <laughs> How many gather today to be worshipers of Jesus Christ and they don't even have a prayer room? They don't have a set time, amen, to, to come prior to service to pray and to get, to get the dead flies out of the apothecary. That's what it does. It helps get your thoughts and your mind and your heart and gives you a moment, time to repent and the freshness of God that when we walk into this place, creates such an atmosphere that we felt here this morning. That's what prayer does. It helps set the stage. It's kind of the launching pad. Amen. Now, now there's times that you may not get the chance and you can't do that. And God knows. I just wouldn't let that be my practice. That wouldn't be the norm. Y'all looking at me like, hmm. it's the truth. Man, I wouldn't let that. I'd purpose, you know. I, I'd, I'd much rather be early than late. Why does, why does some people get up this coming Friday now? Why do some of them get up at 4 and 5 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yeah, they change it. It's about midnight now. I'm not criticizing. I'm just using this as an example. Because they want to beat everybody else. When the waters were troubled, who received the healing? You get that kind of mentality about prayer... You'll be one of the first ones that gets the prayer room. I'm going to be the early bird. See, we can relate to that when it comes to money, positions, getting better. I don't know, Shanda. Money's not my God. I'm going to be. 
Love of money. It's the root of all evil. Love of money. I'm not going to worship it. I thank God for it. If He sees fit to give me about 10 million tomorrow, that suits me. I'll do something good with it. I'll convince somebody to sell us a field. <laughs> 100,000, 200,000. What about 500,000? Don't make God take it. <laughs> hey, I'm not serving an infant in and maybe God. He could create, he could put $100 bills in my billfold if he gets ready to. And I don't need to back another U.S. Treasury either. He'll print them out, it looks better than what they got. I feel a little wild today, man. Woo! I'm just excited about Jesus Christ. Man, I'm telling you what, church, we're on top of the world. The world's not on top of us. Hey, the church, the church is not staying in the ground. The church is not staying up on this earth. We're leaving here. Prayer, prayer, prayer. See, that's, that's what all this, man, when you get, start getting caught up in prayer and you start getting caught up in this, so I give myself unto prayer. I found out the more that I give myself to it, it's a whole lot easier. Uh, uh, there's been times, and I'm going to just put it this way, amen, that uh, uh, I'd look at that clock and say, man, I can't believe it's already. And if I didn't have to go work, open that hardware store, I wouldn't have left. <laughs> And sometimes you get in there. <laughs> Let's just be honest. We're just trying to survive the time. <laughs> I've been here five minutes and it seems like 30. Been here 10 minutes and it seems like an hour. What in the world's going on? <laughs> but you know what? That's not going to keep me from getting up and coming back to prayer. Because them other times far outweigh those times that feel like the heavens is brass. So I'm going to give myself to prayer. I'm going to make the time. Whoever and whatever I've got to put aside. And I'm not going to be doing anything else. It's nothing wrong with praying. And getting jobs done. But if that's the only way we pray. It is not the most effective way. Of getting results. It's like talking to your wife. While you got your girlfriend on the phone. <laughs> watch this some of the greatest watch this I want to use Daniel for a few minutes we know this well but I, I want to use the scripture I really want us to get it 6th chapter Daniels the presidents and princes sought to find an occasion against Daniel we're looking for an opportunity that we can get him messed up because, see, he was picked as the top man over all of them. Okay? This one Hebrew Daniel boy. <laughs> okay? 
concerning the kingdom, but they could not find an occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. You can live for God and be faithful on the job too. You don't have to lie. You don't have to use foul language. You don't have to act like an idiot like a lot of them. I've been there, I know. And God will bless you. God will bless you in such a way they didn't even astound you. Now the guy's looking at you and you're just saying, hey, I'm telling y'all, it's not me. I'm no better boss than any of you guys. I'm not no smart about it. I'm just a God. I've got some favor with a God. Amen. That's His goodness and grace and mercy. And that's where we better give it. He said, these men, we shall find any occasion against this, this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. You know the story. What's the first thing they attacked? What's the first thing they said, hey, I'll tell you what. And these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said unto him, King Darius live forever. Now watch this. All the presidents of the kingdom. It's all of these are holding positions. Now they left one out, but they came to the king with the impression that Daniel was in agreement with them. You can't believe everybody that may come to you. And everything. Sometimes it'll pay you to say, well, did you ask so-and-so? Well, I remember them days. Mama, can we go to so, uh, so, such and such place? Did you ask your daddy? No, we didn't ask daddy. <laughs> you want that answer to me? <laughs> some, some, sometimes it's right the opposite. Go ask daddy. Sometimes it pay us to say, hey, have you asked so-and-so? Have you asked? Sometimes we have to do that at work. Hmm. Some people walk in and say, we can get this and we can get that and we can do that. Really? Uh, have you asked? <laughs> I'll leave that alone. So here we go. They, they didn't watch them. So all, I, I believe, Seventh verse, the presidents, the king, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statue. Hey, we've all come together. We got, we got everybody on board. Everybody that's anybody except Daniel. Except Daniel. To make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Makes any requests. Cries out, calls on any God besides the king. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writings that he be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. In other words, even the king did not have, once he signed it, he didn't have the power or the ability to change it. No matter how much he wanted to or liked to. If you know the story, he wanted to. And he's the one that stayed up all night and within his own powers and ability tried to bring deliverance to Daniel. And he couldn't do it. 
But there was a higher king. There was a higher authority. They wanted to demonstrate his power and authority in, in the den of lions. Sometimes God wants us to get in those situations so he can really demonstrate what he can do. And you don't read anywhere in the scriptures where Daniel boo-hooed and cried and bucked against it. He knew his God would keep him. Watch this. Even the king said that. Even though he stayed up all night wringing his hands. But he had done been around Daniel enough and saw the blessings of God from the very beginning with their countenance that Daniel's God. See, see that was the problem with the, those pagan kings. They was willing to worship Daniel's God, but they wanted to hold on to the rest of their gods too. That spirit has not died. It's called a Jezebel spirit. It's a spirit of the world and of God. We want the best of both. But you can't have the best of both and live for God. Okay? So we know that when Daniel knew that the writings were signed, when he knew they were signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He knew what Solomon had prayed. He knew that anybody that turned their direction toward Jerusalem, toward that temple, and called on this God. Now the Bible, watch this. He knelt upon his knees three times a day. Jews, the Hebrews were taught, they, they practiced prayer three times a day. Um, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, uh, it, it would do us good. Take a little time out, probably three times a day. Some believe that those three times a day, a lot of times, were from, from around 6 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock, and 3 o'clock. But I'm going to show you some things. Would you just hang on with me? Because I believe the Scripture is real plain to us about, you know, I believe, I do believe this. You need to have an appointed time. If you don't set yourself a time and you just let yourself go, you don't discipline yourself and, and, and use that as a, a point of contact. The enemy will see to it, your flesh will see to it, that you'll keep pushing it off. And first news you know, you'll be laying your head in that pillow. You haven't really, you've prayed in your meditations, you've prayed while you've done other things, but it's not quite the same. And it's not going to have the same results. So, three times a day, we know that he gave and gave thanks before his God and did as he did before time. It didn't change. Or that will preach. It did not change his timing and method of praying after he heard that the decree was signed. He didn't let it change. Psalms 55 and 17, watch this. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. Psalms 86 and 3. 
Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. I'm setting some principles here. The Word of God just setting us some, something to, to work from. Something to found our prayer lives upon. To establish it. To set it up. I know we're living in a busy world. I realize that we're busy. We're, we're going and doing. But if we're not careful, two things are happening. The soil, if you go back to it, one of them talks about the cares of life choking the word of God out. And, and just being busy, just going. I'm not criticizing. Don't take it. You don't look at me like that. I'm just telling us this is the, the, the trick of the enemy. It's been around a long time. This didn't just start in the last few years. From all the creation. You could pull all their times back. You know what amazes me? I hear people say, well, I just don't have time to read my Bible. How many movies did you say you watched? Priorities. Some things has to be priority over everything else. At whatever cost. Now, what's, where's the cost? Oh, I'm... Our affections, our passions, what we desire. Affections, desire, craving is what causes us to give ourselves to it, both good and bad. So there's got to be a certain amount of hunger for prayer. And for that to happen, then you got to do it. I mentioned, how many of you remember, how many of you mentioned, Remember what I said a few, few days ago, a few weeks ago about prayer. Jesus, the disciples asked Jesus to do what? Teach us how to pray. Like John, the Baptist taught his disciples. But you know what? The scriptures don't give us anything how John taught them. But we know that John was a prayer warrior. By the actions and the outcome. Of his life. Because you're not going to overcome and be victorious and to be used of God in the manner and the form that he was. What's this? He said, I must decrease that he may increase. So what prayer, what prayer helps us with most of all? This. Me. So well, what's it? So who's the greatest beneficiary of your prayer line? Above everybody else. And you may get the opportunity to pray for sick and God heals. You may get the opportunity to lay hands on people and they get the Holy Ghost. And all these other great and awesome mighty things. But the bottom line, you're the one. When you go to, to, to apply for a job this day and time, more so as much as the money, what does people look for? Especially with health issues and insurances and retirement. And so what do people look for? What do they ask? What kind of benefits you're offering? <laughs> and rightly so. And so what's this? Our prayer life, we're going, to be, we're going to receive the greatest benefits of all of it when it's all said and done. So sometimes we need to just pray for ourselves. 
I'm not talking about literally praying for ourselves. I'm talking about disabling ourselves to prayer that we might be the overcomers that God wants us to be. Acts 3 and 1. I'm going to touch. Let's go to the New Testament for just a moment. I know I'm still on prayer. I've not even got into lesson, have I? So, but go to Acts 3 and 1. Peter and John went up together to the temple at what? At the hour of prayer. Being the ninth hour. Supposing the ninth hour, the Jews' time or day started from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. The ninth hour would have been 3 p.m. The hour of prayer, a time they were set. Going to the temple. Setting a time to go and to pray. Was that the only time Peter prayed? Now, he's, he's, he's one of the main, Jesus Christ, the Apostle Peter, the Apostle Paul. Carry you the Acts of 10th chapter, first verse. They was getting ready to go fix something to eat. Peter goes up on the housetop in prayer. On the morrow, as they went on their journeys, it's the ninth verse of this chapter. He drew nigh unto the city. Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. There's, there's two or three really important things that help promote us to pray. First of all, the need of prayer. They sometimes when you get certain calls, you drop everything and you pray. Because of the urgency of the hour. Life and death. May not be, but just, just a moment or a little time. I can help you with that. Uh, Ephesians 1, 15 and 16. I'm going a little slow, but if you write these scriptures down, it'll help you. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Don't underestimate the power and the results, amen, in your prayer time when you start lifting up or making mention of certain names. You may not go in some big long list of all the things, but when you make mention of their names with faith, God can do something about all situations. First Thessalonians 5 and 17, praying without ceasing. Philippians 4 and 6, be careful for nothing. That means don't be, don't be full of anxiety over nothing. That's what it means. Don't let it, don't get, don't let it get you all worked up. Do we have that power? The scripture says we have the power, amen, of the spirit of prophecy. We can, we can open up to it or shut it down. So if I have power, amen, over the gifts of God, now watch this. The scripture taught us not to quench what? So I have the power, apparently, I can quench the spirit of God. I can quench the spirit of God and, and can control the spirit of prophecy. Surely I can do something about the spirit of anxiety. Surely I can put the skids on it. Surely I can do like we do somebody and they come around and say, oh, sick and doing all this other. And we go, huh, get ready, move out. It's what we submit ourselves to. 
It's what we have. Watch this. Some things is handed down from family to family to family to family. Because mom and daddy acted that way and grandma and grandpa acted that way and this and this and that. And, 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 and man, they, they just love to get all out of sorts when something happens. It's almost like, you know, we're going to see who can put on the biggest show. Who can act the most out of, out of anxiety. Call them drama queens, right? And kings. Hey, some people like drama. I mean, they can work it up. <laughs> this could happen over here. But when it finally gets to this one, all of a sudden, this ain't healed. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> So be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. We're going to pray about this. You know what? That's a true statement, isn't it? We say that, don't we? We really do. I want us to be careful saying that. Because sometimes we may send the, the attitude, uh, well, this is the last thing we can do about it. We're going to pray about it. We don't try everything else. <laughs> no, we prayed about it first. <laughs> and guess what? If it still hadn't worked out, well, we're going to keep praying about it. Because we believe prayer can work it out. That's the real key. So when we make the statement, hey, I'm going to pray about it, let's don't let that just be words either. Don't let it just be something to us. We need to move on, man. We'll change the subject. Well, y'all weren't expecting this this morning, was God's helping us. James, and, and I'm trying to try to hurry here for just a moment. James helps us out in more than one way. Uh, the first chapter, you know, he, he deals with a man to, to what we pray for and, and the reason why we're praying. And, and I didn't really put this, but, but I failed to go back to it. So I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to do it quickly um, fifth verse picks up this is James 25 remember this is the half brother of Jesus Christ this is the pastor the overseer of the Jerusalem church the reason those things are being said this is a well experienced man he's dealt with a lot of issues situations this is one, if you go back into Acts, the 15th chapter, where the first council meeting took place over the Gentiles. But you're going to see that James wanted finally put the final approval upon how to respond to the Gentiles and how to deal with them. And so here, James' writings, yeah, especially to the scattered those, amen. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that given to, that given to all men liberally and upbraideth not, uh, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the winds and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice when he makes all the rich made him. I was actually looking. 
He's also the one I think, or maybe John. Anyway, talk about the lust as the reason why you ask. What purpose? If you're sick in your body and you want to be healed, why do you want to be healed? Now, I want you to ponder that a minute. Just think about it. God, why do I want you to heal me? What's top on the list? Or maybe you're asking for something else. And he goes on, he said, but you ask, but you ask amiss. Why? You ask it out of your own lust for your own glory, for your own purpose, for your own honor, and not for God's. Prayer. You see, prayer could be misused as well as any and everything else that man's involved in. This pulpit can be used wrong. Why? Because there's a man standing in it. All right? I would go Luke 18, 1, talks about the, the parable, talks about what men ought to always to what? Pray and not faint. Don't give up on praying. Don't faint. Don't go weary with it. You just keep doing it. You just keep, you stay with it. Maybe you're not seeing the results you'd like to, but you know what? I'm going to keep praying because I know this is one of the ingredients, along with faith and others, amen, that helps bring the will of God into my life or in the will of somebody else's lives. So now I'm going to just go on straight to David, the lesson text itself, and we're going to try to touch some of this, and i got about 10, 15 minutes. So we're going to run through this. I don't know if I've said enough. Help anybody here today, but hopefully I have. Uh, we pick it up to 29, First Chronicles 29. He's done been through a lot. If you go back several chapters, different things that happened, the ark's been brought in, things have been set up. Actually, this is the last assembly that David's going to be pulled together. He's done went through the process under the urging of Nathan, the prophet again, the man of God, amen, because one of his sons was going to take over the kingship, and, and he was actually the brother of Absalom. If you go back and read that lesson and study that out, he tried to use some of the same methods and means, amen, getting certain people to follow him, amen, to cheer him, and, and, and even Joab, the general of David, had joined in with him, even certain of the high priests had joined in. All these things have done transpired, and now we come to the place where, where Bathsheba, amen, had been and instructed by Nathan to come to David, then he follows him behind. And now we're going to set up, and this transition is going to be given to Solomon. And now after this transition and all of it's being set, now I believe, you know, one place it talked about that David didn't say not word and word against his other brother, which was still the eldest one that was living at this point in time in his life, okay? And so by the law and by observation, he should have took the kingship. But God had something more important, or that man called Solomon was the one that was supposed to be there. If you go back and read the scriptures, you're going to see that a couple of times that David makes mention of this, amen, that this is God's will for Solomon to be the king. He did not say that it was David's will or his dad's will. It was God's will. And so I believe you see some actions of David here, amen, making sure that God works this thing out, amen, that everybody will know that this is the will of God. If you go back in the first of this chapter here, he rehearses all of that. Before he gets to this prayer time, he rehearses of all this taking place. And get, because you know what? David realized even Solomon, a man, who he was and, and all that did not guarantee that he could do this alone. He's going to have to have some help. He's going to have to have some backing, some people. And so that's what David does is he sets all this up and he puts it all in motion. And then he's going to cap it off with this prayer. 
going to wind it up with this prayer that he begins to. And so he starts it out, amen, this 10th verse. Wherefore, David, bless what? The Lord before the whole assembly. Bless the Lord. He, he wanted the whole assembly to understand. And he goes more into it as, as the prayer unfolds here. Who his God was and who God was. And that, you know, we're not here by ourselves. We didn't obtain this, acquire this, accomplish this. And you're not going to. The task is set before you. Amen. Without this God. But he blessed the Lord before all of them. And I don't have time. Go back and read the lesson. I just don't have the time. And, and they'll help bring some more of this out. But time just won't allow me. All the congregation. David said, Bless be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. He's our Father. He's Israel's God. There's no other gods. God instructed them not to have any. It didn't matter from the heavens, the earth, from the sea, whatever. There's no other gods. No other forms, fashion, shapes out of stone, wood, and to those things, there's no other God. He, he alone is our God. Thine, O Lord, are your. O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, the majesty. What's he saying? God, you're all of it. If there's any honor, it's coming from you. If any glory comes from you. I mentioned this here a few weeks ago, talking about, as I was reading the scriptures, and something just kind of leaped up to me. You know, and if you watch the Pharisees, and if you watch certain individuals, and the statements of Jesus Christ, he makes the statement to them. He says, hey, they'll get their reward. You know what he's telling them? Man, I pat them on the back. Man, I lift them up. Man, I be. But, but there's a difference between man's honor and God's honor. There's a difference between man's approval and God's approval. And there's some men can be in positions that could give honor and approval to some people that God's not in approval of. But David's making this clear in this prayer. Who it all came from and who it all belongs to. He made it real clear even with Solomon that it wasn't he that put him in the position. It was God. For all that is in heaven and in the earth is thine. All that is in the heavens and in the earth is thine. If you read your lesson, you go back and you're going to see that one of them talked about one of the uh, talk hosts had made the statement about his ability or talent, a man to speak. He said, he said, he made this statement. He said, it's just on loan to me from God. It's not my own doing. Anything that we're gifted in, and there's a difference. When you're gifted in that hand, that can go to all crafts, all, all whatever it might be. From even being a good mother and good dads and, and, and preachers and singers and welders and, and plumbers and electricians and, and, and carpenters and, and, and bakers and sewings and all of that. It's a gift. All of that, all good gifts come from above. I mentioned this Wednesday night. You know, some of the doctors and people that are called specialists, they didn't get there by themselves. They can say what they want to. It's not that they're so, they are, they are intelligent, but their ability to be intelligent came from, because it's not the norm. Now, it took their part, studying, disciplining themselves. Come on now. 
Watch this. That falls right back into line to being a Christian. Just because you got the Holy Ghost don't automatically make you a Christian. Why? Because it's an earthen vessel. And that old earthen vessel gives us trouble. <laughs> Especially, that's the reason Paul said, mortify the deeds. Bring him under subjection, under submission. He'll spring up if you don't keep him. I'm going to quit jumping rabbits. i got just a few minutes. He says, Heaven is earth, thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Go back to the image. Nebuchadnezzar that Daniel gave the interpretation to. And you see how those kingdoms actually decrease and comes down. But that, that stone cued out of the mountain without man's hand representing Jesus Christ, his kingdom, his government. There'd be no end. God, you're head above all. All the gods that man's have made, people have exalted, put in places and positions, but you, you're head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee. Thou reignest over all. And in thy hand is power and might. In thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Remember what Scripture says. He can raise up a kingdom or he can tear it down. He can raise up a nation or he can tear it down. He can take nobodies and pull them out from being from, from tended to sheep on the backside of a desert. That doesn't mean that that guy was any more gifted than anybody else. He had a call and an election and by the help of God. I despise anybody from the, in behind this pulpit or any other place. Acts like, you know, they showed up. Buddy, you ain't got nothing unless it's given to you. Your next breath is going to be given to you. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. And you don't have the power to get it. That'd be the case if it all, you know, if, if, if the power depended on me to breathe, then I'd never get to sleep. You can go to sleep. Got to stay awake and make sure I'm breathing. Got to make sure my heart's... <laughs> Am I telling the truth? We need to look that same way about some of this other stuff. too. You wouldn't have it for the goodness of God. How few or how many it might be. <laughs> Hey, that, that goes on. That, that shows what we're talking about here. And I, I'm trying to hurry. You can stand. I, I, I'll try to go through this pretty quickly here. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee. Well, this is a good Tuesday night. little, little. Huh. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name, the attributes of God. If you read your lesson, it talked about the three. Amen. Talking about his all presence and power and knowledge or knowing. He knows it all. He feels all the universe, all space, omnipresent. But who am I? What's what David's saying here? But who am I? And what is my people? What's made us as a nation is Israel. What, I mean, we was called out. We was the least candidates. 
But, but look where we're at now. Look at what we're storing up. Look what, we set. look what we've acquired. Look what's transpiring and what's happening. That's what he's talking about. The honor's not ours. The honor's, the honor's his. The glory is his. He's our maker. That's the reason in the New Testament it warns us about judging one another. That's the reason it warns us about biting one another. That's the reason we have to war off spirits that can attach and get a hold of us to attack the true spirit, the spirit of God and the body of God. For we are strangers before thee and sojourners. I mean, just pilgrims. We're just, we're just sojourners. We, you know. As were our fathers... Our days on the earth are as a shadow. And there is none abiding. Guess what? I know everybody's working toward it. Everybody's you know, looking for means and way to live forever in these bodies. Everybody wants to stay looking young. Everybody wants to stay healthy. You know, praise God. I wonder what Methuselah looked like at 900 and something. <laughs> praise God. I'll tell you, well, I'll just leave that alone. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, 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 but. But you see what he's saying? We're all like a shadow. We're not going to be here long. We're just passing through. We're just a pilgrim. <laughs> Got to quit doing that. <laughs> 16th verse. O Lord our God, all this store that we have prepared to build thee an house for thy holy name cometh of thine hand. Huh. You know, God blesses us, but he leaves it up to us how we're going to handle it. He ties and offers. I know we, we sometimes, and I understand that. I get up and go to work too. I understand. I understand being up to 11, 12, 1 o'clock, and getting up at 5, and I understand that. But at the same time, I also understand I wouldn't get up if he wasn't helping me. I wouldn't be able to contain it. In fact, if God wasn't with us, all of us would be lunatics before we get back to service tonight. If God's not with us, some of, we wouldn't even know how to get back here. We'd be. We'd be spaced out like some of them says, you know. Cometh by hand and is all thine own. It's yours, God. You're the one who created it. You're the one who fashioned, formed it, made it. It's yours. I know also, my God, that thou triest the heart and has pleasure in uprightness. He blesses us. He said, I'm going to see what you're going to do with it. Let me ask you something. How many earthen vessels are entertaining the world today with country music and rock music that came off of apostolic pews? That God gave them talents. And the devil got him down a side. I preached 
that funeral Thursday, and I preached. And this is what I talked about. It's an emerald. If she could stand with me today, she'd stand at the end of some of those roads and say, don't go down this road. You don't experience this. Now, you can take that like you want, but it went over. Went over. Because we're living in a world today that's got all kinds of sight. You know what's way on the list? Don't mess with. You know. You don't want to say it, but you know. Family, all that, but money is real high. Money. Don't mess with my money. It's not yours. It's just loan to you. That's, that's, that's what we got to get. It's not mine. I'm on loan. Everything, who and what I am, those trucks don't belong to me. Even that old 96 model, it really don't belong to me. God's blessed me. We got it paid for. But, you know, I don't want to own it. I don't want to own anything that would keep me from going to heaven. God has given us possessions, but when the possessions become that possess, begins to possess us, that's when we get in trouble. And that can be from houses, lands, monies, positions, people. Oh, my. God's talking to us. Oh, Lord, let me back up a little bit. I, I'm trying. I shouldn't have had you stand. I know also, my God, that thou tryest the hearts and have pleasure in the uprightness as far as me. And the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things, and now have I seen with joy thy people which are present here to offer willingly unto thee. Watch what's happening. He's offering. We're willingly. We're glad. We're glad to give it. How many of you remember Katrina? How many of you remember that the government was giving people, what, $2,000? And some people complained that he didn't get more. I told them, I'll tell you something. No, this is what they complained about, how to pay taxes on it. I told them, I'll tell you what, the government sent me $2,000 a week, and I'll be glad to pay taxes on it. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean that. But, but honestly, that's the truth. That's the truth. I remember getting it. I told my wife, I said, you put it in the bank, but don't spend a penny of it. If we spend it, we may not have it to give it back. So we, we held on to it. We held on long enough to it. We finally spent it. <laughs> Praise God. Cheerful, cheerful, cheerful. Watch this. Last verse, and I'll be through. Give it to Solomon, my son, a perfect heart. That means, that means blameless. Now, y'all you, know the story of Solomon, so we, we just, you know. But this is the prayer. This is the desire. This is what, what you know. What's David? Look, when, David, when, when God told him he couldn't build the temple, the lesson talked about it. It made mention of this. What's this? Some people's not in it for the kingdom of God if they can't hold certain positions. Some people, you know, well, I'll leave that alone. I'll just leave that alone. It was about preachers, nobody here. But, uh, but you know, what's amazing to me sometimes, when they come, they want the red carpet rolled out. When you go to their place, they don't even want to take out Jesus. I don't know about all that stuff. 
Now, I make it as easy as I can on our evangelist. I tell them, we can go out and eat. Uh, we don't have to. We can do whatever you want to do. I said, you on the field? I said, we're going to accommodate you. You're the one that has to leave your house. You're the one that's doing this and leaving your family. We're going to make it as easy as we can. I said, I'm not going to come here at 5 o'clock in the morning and get you up and run all over the town and everywhere else and do all this other stuff and expect you to be fired up and ready to go at 7 o'clock when service time comes. So if you sleep to 10 o'clock, that don't bother me. Or some of y'all thinking, look at me like, well, I got up at so-and-so. And, but I'm telling you, if we'll just learn, say, God, he's your man. Now, if he's lazy, God, God can take care of that too. <laughs> God can take care of that. Okay, love you, appreciate you. I, I probably kept us too long. Uh, but notice, build a palace. He, he made mention of that even prior, even here, build a palace, which was the temple. Look, God blessed us. Look, look around. Miss Joyce asked me Thursday. She said, hey, what about your church? Y'all get it? I said, we sure did. Sure did. I said, man, it looks awesome. We're so proud of it. Thank God for it. And, uh, you know, and then I forgot to tell her. Uh, maybe when they went by, they saw it. I forgot to tell her about the fence. Because she asked, well, what are y'all doing? I said, well, we're going to try to do some few more things. And anyway, and I wish I'd remember when I come back by, I thought about the fence. I said, the fence. Man, I should have told her about the fence. <laughs> but anyway, you know, ideas. God's blessing us. God's blessing. Thank God for it. That's your giving. That's your sacrifice. That's the reason we don't take it lightly. We appreciate it. God bless you. I'm going to just let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. Hopefully something said here today. Pray, pray, pray. Amen. Because prayer makes a difference. Let's pray for lovers. Uh, pray, for, pray for one another. <laughs> God help us. Take that off the tape. <laughs> pray for one another. This is what I want to say, though. Watch this. David prayed for the one taking his place. Catch that. Catch it. He prayed that he would be successful. We'll tell you something. There'd be something wrong with me. One day if the Lord tarries, I'm going to move on. By death or whatever. But I'm going to move on. And I want the one that takes this place to carry it even higher heights and higher place. Watch what I'm fixing to say. David had a vision, a blueprint, and set up all the material but he prayed for Solomon to put it all together and build the temple. Could it be that some of the things that we're going to see, it may be 20, 25, 30 years before it all comes to pass, but somebody had to start with a vision and plant a seed and have the right attitude and spirit for it all to work and come together. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.